Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Edmo Show. But before I get into anything, first things first, I need to apologize for Monday. I did miss um, Movie Monday. I apologize. I'm so sorry about that. Um, yeah, I had a lot of stuff going on on top of having the Hershey squirts because I, yeah, as you guys know, like I was fasting and I broke my fast the completely the wrong way. Because jokers at my job just decided it would be a great idea for them to just come in with all the deliciousness and my guts were just hurting. Like, I just, I couldn't help it. Like, I was doing, I was going pretty strong. I completed about 85 hours worth of fasting, you know, and I, it, the weird part was it wasn't really the hunger. It was more so the fact that. Like I just I just couldn't I just couldn't do it anymore. Like I was just weak. I you know, I, sorry, sorry. We got ads popping up. It, you know, I, I just I just couldn't help it. You know, everybody just kept coming in with all this goodness. You know, uh, like I, I had to yell at my staff, like stop, just stop. Y'all are killing me with this. But you know, I did break my. I, you know, I, I I broke my fast with the salad. Um. You know, at least if I was going to break it, I was going to break the right way. I had a salad and a protein shake. And then just the next day, like it was, but I did gorge myself on the salad. So it was, it was just terrible. And yeah, so I was paying for it Monday. But go, before we get into the actual show, let's go ahead and get our first sponsor out of the way. As an American citizen, we have this thing called the Constitution. And with it, that Constitution, we have what is called, I mean, within that Constitution, we have what is called the Second Amendment, which acknowledges your right to keep and bear arms. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area and you want to learn from the professionals, contact my friends over at FTI, Firearm Training Incorporated, where you will get basic safety, marksmanship training, concealed carry training, certification, and recertification, stop the bleed, and much more. Just go to FTI.com. Uh, FTI gun, I apologize, FTIgun.com and schedule a class today. So if you guys did not see the, the title, the title of this episode is Sticks and Stones, because for whatever reason, you know, the it just seems like everybody's coming out of the woodwork, you know, just saying whatever. I mean, that's been the case. But now, as you know, it's always this time of year. Well, it's always this time of the season we got midterms coming up we got all this you know things are about to get tight things are about to get tight you know um people are about people are going back into people's uh people's facebook myspace instagram youtube feeds and uh, uh tv shows and all types of other craziness but um yeah <laughs> course i'm drinking black coffee like i always do out of the glorious edmo show uh, mug please stop at the teespring store and get yourself one today but uh yeah so the things have just been getting out of hand and um some people have been asking me about my opinion about it so i tell them you know what if you want to know my opinion please tune in to the edmo show and i will give you my opinion this is not the opinion of my staff. This is not the opinion of, of everyone here associated with the Edmo show. It's not, it's, this is my opinion. You know, I, I don't like, um, I don't like having people responsible for the things that I say. I say them. I mean them. Sometimes I will, I will um, admit that I'm wrong when I'm proven that I'm wrong. Some people don't like that. 
You know, it kills my wife. It, the missus, she hates it. She's like, why do I always got to prove to you that, way, that you're wrong about you being wrong? Well, because if I'm wrong, you got to prove to me that I'm wrong. If I'm not, then I'm not wrong. Or it could just be my opinion. And to me, I don't think opinions can be wrong per se. You can have opinions about wrong things. You know, uh, you can be ill ill advised or or ill informed on on things that may um that may influence your opinion but um yeah i I don't i don't really think um you know people got opinions hey first things first i'm never going to argue with someone about their opinion if that's your opinion that's your opinion you know now if you try to make your opinion fact i will argue you down until you either you wave the white flag of submission or you you have a better argument than mine you know and 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 let's let's start here arguing is not necessarily a bad thing i like arguing i i think arguments is how we progress as people we progress in friendships relationships we progress as a society having arguments is a good thing hell in the bible uh even abraham argued with god you know so i mean but we argue a lot of times for understanding because when you argue, you're arguing from your point of view, your perspective, and they're arguing from theirs. And sometimes, you know, somebody is arguing with one set of facts and someone's arguing with another set of facts that is equally as credible. And sometimes we just got to find a healthier way of meeting in the middle. But um, unfortunately, in today's society. Sorry, I can see the uh, I can see the camera, my camera phone through i hate that sometimes there we go spread it out spread out the legs spread them out spread them there you go sorry i got the little tripod because we are streaming live on instagram through the phone so um i think the the issue comes in is when we start trying to beat people over the head with certain things like you should think you should feel you should respond a certain way to me that's not a good thing that's never really a good thing you know, it, it, to me, that that's that's really tyrannical because if someone, you know, and I had to learn this um, because I, I had a, you know, my parents and my wife, they they tell me, well, you're very stubborn. Yeah, I, I am. I, I admit to that. And they're like, you never admit when you're wrong. I admit when I'm wrong, when the actual facts, you know, lean in your direction, then I'll concede it because and I'll say the biggest thing I was wrong about was the Bible. I will say that because I was arguing against it very hard and i was using a i was using fairly realistic arguments but again you know once once you get into god's face and god shows you who he really is there, there's nothing else you can do but tuck tail and kind of submit to it so um but um the the people tell me like i, I have a hard time accepting the fact when i'm wrong again i have a hard time accepting your stay stance on where i'm wrong because sorry i'm just getting a um just getting another email um getting a, a text message from a, a colleague but what what people do a lot of times is they will they will cling to their side of the argument so hard that they will that there's no budging you know at least i'll, I'll make room for correction you know, I'll make room for for error or wiggle room or whatever. 
because people need time to grow. And sometimes when we try to beat people down and what our beliefs is uh, of, of right and wrong, we sometimes look like the asshole. You know, we got we got people on here, you know, case in point with COVID. We got people sitting here saying, well, if you get the shot, you're going to be safe. No, there's no there's no evidence to prove that. And now that we've waited, we've actually saw that the yeah, the COVID shot may help, but it's not ironclad. You know, we got people saying that if you don't get the shot, you're going to die. You know, we got people sitting here saying if you don't pay more in taxes, people are going to die. If you uh, you know, again, when when we get so steadfast and grounded in in our in our opinions and we make our opinions law that's where the issue comes in now if it's verifiable if we can prove it if we've had you know there there's so many studies and research out there that can show that this is true then why do why are we arguing with what's true again like the man and woman argument you know, men can be women, women can be men. But now, you know, that's a fact. That is science. That is biology. That is anatomy. That is fact. You know, that is fact all the way around. It checks all the boxes. But now we have a society where it says, oh, ignore it. Ignore your truth, your truth. And one thing about your truth is your truth is nothing but a lazy way, a lazy, disingenuous way of saying your perspective. That's really all it is. You know, there's no such thing as your truth. There's no such thing as my truth. There's no such thing as their truth. There is your perspective, their perspective, and the truth is somewhere in the middle. That's really it. There is no such thing as your truth, my truth, their truth. The, uh, there's no different truth. There's there's only one truth. That's it. So we're going to go ahead and get into these stories. So the first story I want to talk about, let's go ahead and share this screen. Okay, go ahead and get that. And I apologize for those of you that are on the Instas because you cannot see the slides or the articles that I got pulled up. So the first person we're going to talk about, Whoopi Goldberg, host of The View. Now, I'm not a real big fan of Whoopi. Um... You know, I don't watch The View. I don't really care for The View. To to be perfectly honest, I just think The View is nothing but a group of cackling harpies that ain't got nothing else to do. Preaching to an audience of cackling harpies. That's really it. I mean, because there's no real, there's no real discussion on The View. They, you know, they have, you know, they got Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, some other chicks, and then they always got to have one pseudo conservative on there or one person that says that they lean on the right. And then they try to slaughter them or tear them apart if they don't agree. To me, it's just, uh, it's garbage. It's garbage because nothing on the, nothing fruitful comes from the view. It really doesn't. You know, um, when they had Condoleezza Rice, they try to overtalk Condoleezza Rice. I don't think they had Candace Owens on there. I don't think they're that brave to have Candace Owens on there. Uh, but of course they have, you know, they have, if they're going to have a guest, they're going to have a guest they agree with. If they have a guest they don't agree with, they're going to attack them. They're going to assault them. They're going to pretty much like, like just crowd them and, and, and try to paint them as the bad guy. When uh, I hate to say it, well, these group of old wenches, you know, they're, they're has-beens, you know, who, what has Joy Behar done in forever? 
what has Whoopi Goldberg done in forever? You know, oh, she she's made a couple cameos and a couple TV shows, a couple movies. But I mean, what what have they really done? You know, the the view is just nothing but just a group of Harvey. So if you guys don't aren't aware, Whoopi Goldberg made a made a comment about Jews. Uh, well, not necessarily the Jews, but the Holocaust. And she, I'm just going to go ahead and read. This is a CBN article. Whoopi Goldberg suspended from The View after saying the Holocaust was not about race. Now, again, that could be her opinion. That could be her opinion. As you guys know, my opinion on race is there's only one race. That is the human race. Now, within one race, we have different ethnicities and different cultures. So, I mean, come on. But that's just me. That's my opinion. Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended from ABC's The View for two weeks after she came under fire for saying the Holocaust was not about race. Effective immediately, I am suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks for her wrong and hurtful comment. ABC's news president, Kim Goodwin, or Godwin, said Tuesday in a statement, while Whoopi has apologized, I have asked her to take her time and reflect and learn about the impacts of her comments. The entire ABC's news organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends, families, and communities. Goldberg made, let me get rid of this. Goldberg made the comment during Monday's episode of the talk show as she and the other hosts were discussing how the Holocaust-centered graphic novel Mouse was banned by Tennessee School Board, becoming just the latest of a lengthy list of banned books in the U.S. So, you know, and I actually read Mouse in, in high school. Actually, I read it in middle school first, and I reread it again in high school. Mouse was a good book. It was really a good book. And if you guys haven't read it, they, they depicted the Jews as mice. And they depicted like the Nazis or the Germans as cats and pigs. So they, and even in the symbology, like it, you know, you got to read the book. It's a very good book. I, I would really implore anybody to read it with their children and not just let their children read it, read it with your children. The Pulitzer Prize winning book is about an author, about the author and his father, Holocaust survivor, Vladik uh, Spiegelman. Or Spiegelman and the genocide's impact on their relationship. The Tennessee School Board banned the book, Goldberg said, because there were complaints about the novel containing nudity and bad language. I don't recall the book really, really containing nudity. They were mice. Like I don't, I don't recall. Now, bad language, maybe, but these kids around here are reciting, you know, rap lyrics. So how? What what good that does. So personally, I am shocked because given the story of Mouse, I am surprised that that's what made you uncomfortable. The fact that there was some nudity, it's about the Holocaust, killing of six million people. And the host continued to discuss the ban of certain books, Critical Race Theory. Critical Race Theory is the biggest load of crappy garbage ever. There's, oh, Critical Race Theory? That is just... Please, I, I implore you guys to look up Dr. Vody Bachman, Bachman because he talks about critical race theory. Critical race theory is nothing but 
Marxism. It's nothing but leftist propaganda. Because anytime you put critical on front of, you know, it's critical, then the subject, and then the theory. It's not real. Theories are not real. Oh my God. There is a cooking theory. No, there is not. There's a breathing theory. No, there is not. Theories are just ideas that we cook up in our mind. That's all a theory is. So so what is so critical about a theory? Something that people think about. Nothing. There is no such thing as critical race theory. There is, like, come on. Can we stop? So, yeah, like, critical race theory is nothing. And plus, it's not even that old. So critical race theories and other hot-button education issues. Uh, Goldberg circles back to the Holocaust. If you're going to do this, then let, let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race, she said. The other host paused before appearing to start to counter her argument when Goldberg continued. It's not about race. It's about man's inhumanity to man. You know what? Yeah, I got to agree. That's what it's about, she said. When co-host Anna Navarro, that flaming, that flaming garbage of a woman. Anna Navarro is one of the worst, worst kind of breeding mules you can have on TV. Please get that cow off of television. When the host Anna Navarro said genocide was about white supremacy and going after Jews, gypsies, and Roma, Goldberg responds, that's uh, that it was two white groups of people. You know what? And I'm gonna I'm gonna go on Whoopi's side for a second because then I'm gonna tear Whoopi apart in the end. When we're talking about, I believe she's right because whenever we talk about genocide in Africa, we never really say it from a racial standpoint. We never say it from a tribal standpoint. We, we, to be perfectly honest, you don't really even talk about it. You don't hear about it. We don't really hear about genocide in the Middle East unless it's, the, it's Jerusalem versus Palestine. And Palestine is not a real place. It's not a real country. It's not a real people. It's not a real organization. Palestine was just a name for the Philistines on the Roman map. Roman map when the Philistines were also a part of the Jewish kingdom of Judea. So, and fact check me because I may be wrong because I don't have it in front of me. But to my recollection, Palestine was for the Philistines. on a Roman map. That's really it. Philistine. And then later translated to Palestine. That's just me. A minute you turn into, uh, the minute you turn into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat other people. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, just black or white, because black, white, Jews, everybody. As explained in nonprofit organization and Frank House, Adolf Hitler had long been anti-Semitic prior to his rise to power in Nazi Germany. He quickly ascended to power after World War I as he blamed Jewish people for the issues of Germany. 
the world and the and the world we're facing we're uh, we're facing at the time he started to categorize people based on their religion race and ethnicity culminating in policies of official uh, discrimination deportation and mass extermination the nazi leader called for the final solution to the jewish question even though adolf hitler was also descended from jews if you did not know which was very funny when i when i found that out um but also the nazis actually took a lot of their policies from guess who the american democrat oh so beautiful when you actually learn history so beautiful um, because they actually wanted to segregate people and they wanted to follow the one drop rule that the Democrats, that the Dixiecrats implemented. The Democrats and the Dixiecrats implemented on segregating blacks from whites or blacks from everyone else. With the one drop rule, if you had one drop of black blood in your family, you were black. But the Nazis thought that was too harsh. So they relegated it. And I'm not reading this. They re they relegated it to like a grand, like your grandmother. It had to be, I believe, from your grandmother. If you are Jewish through your grandmother, then you are technically Jewish. So I'm going to continue. The exact number of people killed during the Holocaust is not known, but best estimates are that 6 million Jews and millions of others were killed. Goldberg apologized for her comments later on Monday. On today's show, I said the Holocaust uh, is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said it's about both, Goldberg tweeted. As Jonathan Greenbalt, Green, yeah, Blatt, from the Anti-Defamation League shared, the Holocaust was about the Nazis' Semitic annihilation of the Jewish people, who they deemed to be an inferior race. Now, in the, in, in the Nazi writings, they did, Adolf Hitler did write that the Jewish people were a race. Again, that's from that's from Adolf Hitler's writings. Sorry. I feel like I, I keep getting feedback in the court. But that's from Adolf Hitler's writings. So is Whoopi wrong? Yes and no. Whoopi is wrong because it was in the Nazis' documentation that the Jewish people were a race. You know, now... Race and ethnicity, and I'm probably going to look this up. Difference, let's see. Why am I not typing? Okay, I don't mean to go to Twitter. Sorry, my computer's being a little slow. All right, let's do a quick Google search. Come on. National Geographic. Let's, they seem sort of reliable, so let's go ahead. Race and, and ethnicity are two concepts related to human ancestry. Race defined as a category of humankind that shares certain distinctions, distinctive physical traits. The term ethnicity, ethnicities is more broadly defined as a large group of people classed accordingly to common racial, national, tribal, religious, linguistic, cultural origin, or background. Race is usually associated with biology and linked with physical characteristics such as skin color, hair texture. Ethnicity is linked with 
cultural expression and identification. However, both are social constructs used to categorize, uh, categorize and characterize seemingly distinct populations. No, I don't care about, I don't want it. I don't want it. Let me see. Okay, how do I get out of this? I don't want this. Oh, Jesus. All right, so let's see another article. So you guys got that. All right, live science. Check this out. What is the difference between race and ethnicity? The question reveals something much deeper about ways we understand and misunderstand race. If someone asked you to describe the identity of them, whereabout would you begin? Would you would it come down to their skin color or their nationality? What about the language speak, your religion, your culture, your traditions, your family ancestry? This bewildering question often pushes people to separate their identities into two parts, race versus ethnicity. But what the, what do these term two terms actually mean? What's the difference between race and ethnicity in the first place? These words are often used interchangeably, but technically they're defined as separate things. Race and, and ethnicity have been continue uh, have been and continue to be used as a way to describe human diversity said Nina Jablonski, an, uh, an anthropologist and paleo, uh, paleobiologist in the Pen Pennsylvania State University who is known for her research in e evolution of human skin color. Race is understood by people as mixture of physical, behavioral, and cultural attributes. Ethnicity recognizes the differences between people mostly on the basis of language and shared culture. So even still, they both still sound the same to me because if, if they're sitting here saying that race is based on mixture of physical and behavioral cultural attributes, well, you can pick up a culture. You can pick up behaviors. You know, if case in point myself, I am multi-ethnic. I am white, black, Native American, and whatever else is in there. By all, instant, uh, by all intents and purpose, I am the ideal American. I am the American hybrid, but, but I look Hispanic. So because of my physical attributes, would I be considered Hispanic? No, I'm not Hispanic. I'm not Latino uh, because of my behavioral and no, and, and my culture attributes. No, I'm American. So, but isn't American a race? No, it's not. But then it says ethnicity recognizes differences between people, mostly on the basis of language and shared culture. You know, I don't I don't have an African culture. You know, I don't have an a a Native American culture, even though genetically, you know, I am Native American. I am African American. Well, I am indigenous. I am African. I am European. So what am I? This is why I believe that rate there is only one race, the human race, because as science has shown us or archaeology, we've had homo sapiens you know, all types of different um, humanoid beings. And the Bible actually talks about different humanoid beings. So to me, I look at race as someone that is uh, someone of a different, like, creation. You know, I look at race like the way we would look at apes. Not all apes are the same. You know, you got gorillas, you got chimps, you got bonobos, and then you got monkeys. 
And then you got different kinds of monkeys. To me, like that would be race because you can't really breed a monkey and an ape together. You can breed different apes together, but you can't breed a monkey and an ape together, even though they're they're similar, but they're different, if that makes sense. So race would be an ape and a monkey. They're not the same, but they're sort of similar. So biblically speaking, you have you have human beings and then you have the Nephilim. Those are two different races. You know, to me, like, that's just, that's how I look at it. I don't look at it as, oh, because you're white, you're black, you're of a different race. What about me? I'm white and black. So am I a different race or am I a combination race? It doesn't make sense. The math just doesn't add up. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me because over time, people are going to come in contact with each, with each other. They're going to intermingle. They're going to create a brand new culture because we've seen that historically. And then is are they a different race? No, they're not. So uh, to me, that's just that's weird to to put race as black and white, Asian, Hispanic. You know, to me, that's just different. That's crazy. Now, to me, ethnicity is different because ethnicity ethnically you are european you are african you are middle eastern you are asian you are indigenous or you are north american you know to me that makes sense then even within ethnicities guess what you have nationalities that's how i look at it i could be wrong i want someone to to correct me if i am wrong but that's just how I think about it. So we're going to go ahead and get rid of that. I don't understand why my internet is slowing down. Let's go ahead and get rid of some of these windows. That's probably why. Let's get rid of these. All right, so enough about Whoopi Goldberg. So, and now we got Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is on the hot seat because he apparently said the N-word. Really? Really? Joe Rogan said the N-word. You know what? I don't care. I don't care. You know, and, and and this is the thing. This is the thing I wish people can do. I don't like Whoopi Goldberg. I defend her stance. I, because to me, it makes sense. I like Joe Rogan. I don't care. Because, and the re, and I'm, well, you know what? And I said I was going to rip you, uh, Whoopi apart. Let me backtrack a bit. Let me get some coffee. Um, So, Whoopi. For years, under the, underneath the Donald Trump administration, Whoopi has been calling for people like Donald Trump to be impeached. She was calling for other people to be fired or all types of other stuff. But now Whoopi is suspended. Here's why I think that she should be ripped apart. Here's why I think she should be fired. Because my thing is, you are attacking people based off of differences of opinion. You attack Donald Trump. You know, because you felt like he was a scourge of the earth and all this other stuff with no true verified. Like you were calling for on national television for him to be impeached. You actually participated in defamation of character. But now 
all because you made an oops in the in social opinion. You know, now you get suspended for two weeks. The heck was that? Oh, must be one of the animals. You know, that's the only reason why I, I don't like the fact that, you know, this is one thing that bothers me about the left because you're going to say in Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon did the same thing. He made a comment about Jews, slap on a hand, and he gets taken off the of TV for a bit. Now Nick Cannon's back up. But if it's someone on the right, you want them fired. You want their whole life ruined. You want them doxxed. You want all this stuff to happen because I guarantee you in about another month or two, no one's going to remember the whoopee story. No one's going to care. No one. Now, the only reason why Whoopi got a slap on the hand is because she went after a protected class of people, which are the Jews. Same with Nick Cannon. Now, Nick Cannon can go on his show and say, nigga, 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 nigga. And go on Wild and Out, which is a good show. I like it. The, the, some of the comedians up there are actually funny. Most of them are not. Nick Cannon is a horrible rapper. But Nick Cannon can go on there and, grind, and roast somebody based on their looks, even though it's all fun and games. But then, you know. Nothing happens. But yet you talk about the Jews and then you get fired. You get pulled off of television. You get suspended. So how is it, you know, and and, and, and no shade, you know, hey, I, I do not have a, a anti-Semitic anti bone in my body. You know, you know, I love the Jews. But my thing is, you know, how is it that we talk about one group of people, but we can't talk about another group of people? You know, and, and that's the only thing that I don't like. You know, that's the only thing about Western society, Western culture, modern society and modern culture that I do not like. We put people in these protective classes and they we cannot speak about them at all. We cannot we cannot mention them. We cannot make jokes about them, you know, unless it's someone within their own group. Which to me is ridiculous. Now, I get it. You know, some things are probably distasteful, like blackface. You know, I get it. But again, I don't think someone should be canceled for that. You know, um, you know, all the and it's funny how all the people that were anti-Trump, anti-right, anti-Republican, whatever the representative was, unless you're unless you're like Anna Navarro, when you're really a Republican on paper, but you're really a leftist, you know, when you agree with the left and all and everything that they eat that they do. You know, unless you're one of them, you know, it's okay for you to be in blackface. Jimmy Kimmel, blackface. Uh, Joy Behar, blackface. Uh, Justin Trudeau, blackface. The dude that just got out of office in Virginia, blackface. You know, hell, Power even had an episode about that, blackface. You know, where they actually had, uh, they actually had dirt on someone who was in blackface. But again, it never hurts them in the long run. But yet, let someone on the right say something about a, about a protective class. Let them say anything about um, about transgenderism. Let them say something about drug addiction. Let them say something about loose women, single motherhood. Oh, you will get dragged through the mud. You will get doxxed. You will get banned. You will get blocked. It's crazy. But yet, these people on the left, they can, they can be in blackface. They can say, nigga this, nigga that, nigga, 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 nigga. And then guess what? They go in hiding for about a couple weeks to a month or two, and then they come back bigger, badder than ever. And they do an apology tour, you know. So let's go ahead and get into our second sponsor. Um, 
If you have a 400 to 699 credit score and you want an increase, I have a connection that can legally erase negative things like repos, foreclosures, late payments, medical bills, student loans, evictions, and more. Just contact my friend Michael Stanley Jr., the Credit Savage, at 717-609-4829 and text the word credit. You'll get amazing results. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get off of Whoopi Goldberg. But that's the only thing. I don't... You know, I can defend I can defend someone that I don't like. I can defend someone I don't agree with if they're right or their argument or their statement makes sense. You know, if it don't make sense, I ain't I, I ain't. I ain't defending it. You know, so now let's get into this. Uh, Not this one. I'm going to save this one to the end. So Joe Rogan gets in trouble because now they're dragging out the, the infamous that Joe Rogan said, nigga. You know, do I care? No, not in the least bit. You know why? Because to me, niggas say nigga all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> black people say nigga all the time. Now, you even got video of Joe Biden, you know, quoting what another governor says, you know. And I believe that's what Joe Rogan did here. Um, let's go ahead and read this article. This is from the LA Times. Says even Joe Rogan was appalled by the video of him using the N-word. Uh, stop saying it. You know, and and that's the Joe Rogan did the worst thing. You know what? Why would they side note? If you guys see this, this right here bothers me. Because why do you have RuPaul? Oh, as it magically goes away. <laughs> That whole thing bothered me because you have black women, then you have RuPaul right next to them. What is up? And then they're doing that during Black History Month. Oh, my God. One thing I hate is pandering. I hate panda bears. I do not like panda bears at all because panda bears are good for nothing. All they do is pander to people and get people in their feelings. Anyway, like many embattled comedians before him, Joe Rogan, took a controversial uh, controversy, the controversy swirling around him and turned it into a stand-up routine. The Joe Rogan Experience podcast host performed at the Vulcan Gas Company in Austin, Texas, Tuesday night and addressed the brouhaha that has entangled him on Spotify, which to me was stupid, but pretty much skipped down. Joe Rogan, who was under fire for the COVID-19 misinformation, which there was no misinformation, uh, didn't mince words Tuesday. He joked that even he was put off by the compilation video highlighting his repeated use of the N-word over the years that made its round online last week. It also prompted new waves of outrage, another apology from Joe Rogan and Spotify, and the removal of dozens of his podcast episodes. I used to say it. I used to say if it... If uh, say it, if I was talking about a Richard Pryor bit or something, I would say it in context. Rogan said, according to Billboard and TMZ, somebody made a compilation, a compilation of every time I said uh, that word over 14 years and they put it on YouTube. And it turned out uh, that it turned out that was racist as fuck. Even to me, I'm me and I'm watching it I'm, and I'm watching it saying stop saying it. Put your cursor over the video, and I'm like, four more minutes. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, 
here's why I don't care about Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan committed the the cardinal sin. It wasn't the cardinal sin of him apologize. I mean, of him saying the N-word. Because fuck it. You know, it's just the word. Um, the cardinal sin was him apologizing for it. Don't apologize for it. Say, yeah, you said it. I, I said it, and I was referencing a joke from Richard Pryor or from other people, but I understand how, I mean, I, I wouldn't, have, me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't apologize. Don't apologize. Do not apologize whatsoever. Just say, look, I was referencing a Richard Pryor joke or I was referencing this and that, and that's it. Make no apologies because what you're going to do is you're playing their game. And this wasn't even about him saying the N-word. The issue was, like it said in the article, it was over COVID-19 misinformation. The reason why Joe Rogan was getting so much backlash was because he had Robert Morgan on his show, which is taken off of YouTube. You cannot find it on YouTube now. You can only find bits about it. Robert Morgan, one of the one of the um, mRNA experts who helped make the vaccine. And here, here it is. Robert W. Malone, MD, as the original inventor of mRNA and DNA vaccines. Like right here. Boom. That's why he's in trouble. Because if you pay attention, the government went after him. Jen Psaki, you know, went after him on the news. Any, the government is not supposed to weaponize against people for using their constitutional right if joe rogan wants to have someone on his show talking about mrna he can have someone on his show talking about mrna and there should not be a goddamn thing that anyone from any governmental body has to do or say about it in an official capacity now if they want to go on their personal time on their personal platforms and say that that is something completely different but for Jin Saki to go up there and say it's dangerous, it's misinformation. And remember, remember, all this started ramping up because he had an actual expert, the man who created mRNA vaccines on his show, talking about how all this hoopla about COVID-19 is blown out of proportion. People are misusing the drugs. People aren't even doing the studies and all types of other stuff. When the truth is actually getting out there about something that the powers that be, I'm not going to say the government, the powers that be, because it's not everyone in the government and it's not every governmental body, but the powers that be who are pushing this COVID-19 mass vax, stay at home bullshit. When it's them, they're the one, when they get pissed off, it's them. They're the ones who are trying, who are going after Joe Rogan. They're the ones who want to discredit Joe Rogan because Dr. Robert Malone has already been banned off of Twitter. He's already been banned off of social platforms. Why? See, and here, here's the thing about this is why this is not about being left or right. This is not about being Republican or Democrat. This is about observing the Constitution, your First Amendment right. You have a right to say whatever it is you want, and the government cannot come after you. But however, what they're doing is they're trying to use private entities to go after you. However, these private, so-called private entities are getting government money. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all these places are getting government money. They are acting as a public platform. 
So it's not about Joe Rogan saying nigga. It's about Joe Rogan having the doctor who created mRNA vaccines on his show and dispelling the truth. And remember, this is not the first time the news media and the powers that be went after Joe Rogan. They went after him over over ivermectin. And remember before, not just Joe Rogan, but remember when you actually had doctors coming out about pre-treatments? Excuse that. That's the studio mutts. Barking at kids going outside. When Remember before Joe Rogan and all this, the, the powers that be actually went after Donald Trump and those doctors that actually talked about treatments using hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and all types of other actual approved, FDA-approved treatments. And what did Fauci and all the other um, powers say? They said, no, it's misinformation. And they actually tried to shut them down. They actually tried to get them banned off of social media and public platforms. So again, this is not about Joe Rogan saying the N-word. This is, you know what? Fuck that. You know what bothers me? What bothers me is people sitting here saying, oh, you cannot say the N-word. Say it. Say it. Say it. Nigga. Nigger. Oh, my God. Like, I saw the dumbest thing. And I hear the dumbest argument. People say, oh, when we say nigga, meaning black folks, when we say nigga, we saying nigga. But when they say nigga, they saying nigger with the R, with the E-R. The E-R is growling. It's aggressive. Nigger. That is the dumbest shit ever. Because I was like, all right, say water. Say, you don't say water, you dumb bitch. You say water. It's a way of speaking. It's a geographical way of speaking. Water. Like, you know what's funny? Black folks actually make fun of white people or educated folks for actually enunciating their E's and R's. So in one hand, you make fun of a group of people for actually enunciating the word correctly, but then at the same time, you try to empower yourselves by saying, well, because we say incorrectly, it's the right way. Yeah, nigga. That's the dumbest shit ever. Dumbest shit ever. There ain't no difference between nigger and nigga. Nigga, pronouncing an R as an A or an uh is a Southern way of speaking. Actually, it's an unintelligible way of speaking. Matter of fact, how w- this is what I would like for you all to do. Go and read the, uh, Thomas Sowell's book, Black Rednecks and White Liberals. I love this book. This book is amazing. This book, you know, and no, I'm not, I'm not getting, uh, I'm not getting, you know, paid for this, but I actually, I love this book because this book is actually what started me on my path of really paying attention to, to culture and the, the, the nonsense. But before I get into my opinions, let's go to our last sponsor. If you are suffering from acne and dark spots like I do, or you just want a deep clean or wax, <laughs> contact my friends over at New Skin Cosmetics, where you are guaranteed a certified esthetician and all natural products with no chemicals. Just text 
507-9577. And I swear I'm going to kick that mutt that keeps barking. Okay. Anyway, excuse me real quick. I'm going to mute my mic. Sorry about that. I had to yell at the studio mutt because he, he, oh, Jesus. He thinks he thinks he's big and bad, but he's only like 16 pounds. You ain't doing nothing. All you're gonna do is like bite people's ankles. But yeah, I love this book. This book was amazing. And this book is what helped me really look at the world in a different way. Black Rednecks and White Liberals by Thomas Sowell. This explosive new book challenges many of the long-prevailing assumptions about blacks, about Jews, about Germans, about slavery, and about education. Plainly written, powerfully reasoned, and black and backed with startling array of documented facts. Black rednecks and white liberals takes on not only the trendy intellectuals for our time, but also such uh, such historic uh, interpretation uh, interpreters of American life and as Alexis de uh, Tocqueville and Frederick Law Olmsted. In a series of long essays, this book presents an in-depth look at, at key beliefs behind many mistaken dangerous action policies and trends. It presents eye-opening insight into historical development of a ghetto culture that is today wrongly seen as uniquely black identity. In, in, in layman's term, nigga versus nigger. The fuck? A cultural cheered, a culture cheered on towards self destruction by white liberals who consider themselves friends of blacks an essay titled real history of slavery presents a jolting re-examining of the tragic institution and the narrow distorted way it is too often seen today the reasons for the venomous hatred of jews and of other groups like them in countries around the world are explored in an essay that asks are Jews genetic, uh, generic uh, misconceptions of German history in general and of the Nazis era in particular are also re-examined. So too are the inspiring achievements of painful tragedies of black education in the United States. So this book, sorry, I, my nose is just itching. So this book is what helped me really break that, that, that mindset that I had. You know, because I was definitely of a ghettoized nigga mindset growing up because most of my development, uh, most of my early development in childhood, I was raised around blacks. You know, my family, predominantly black, went to schools with predominantly black. White kids were the minorities, you know, especially in high school. We only had in my graduating class, we had like five white kids in my graduating class. And one of them wasn't really even white. He was from Yemen. He just looked white. So... The issue that we have here, especially in black culture, black culture isn't really exposed to white culture like that. We're not exposed really to anything. We're getting all of our information secondhanded. Now, fortunately for me, I was actually raised with men who actually grew up in this era. I had grandfathers. I had uncles. I had great uncles. I had, you know, great grandparents. I had people that was around during the times, during the 60s, during the 50s, during the 40s, during the 30s, during the 20s. However, due to, due to my own ignorance, I decided, and I wanted to be cool during those times, I, I adopted a, a ghettoized nigger mentality. 
Now, is there a difference? Like I said, there is no difference between nigga and nigger. The way I was raised was nigger or nigga actually meant an ignorant person. That and in the dictionaries that I actually had growing up, because now since they changed the dictionaries, the dictionaries that I actually had was that said nigger also meant it was an insult or uh, to describe someone black, but also to describe an ignorant person. And that stuck with me as a kid because I remember I said it around my grandfather and he was like, go get that dictionary over there. And I want you to read to me what the word nigger actually says. And I actually read it to him. And he says, are you a nigger? I said, well, no. He says, am I a nigger? No. Then he says, then why are you saying it? I said, good point. Even though I'm like young at the time, I didn't say good point. But and this is my adult mind actually saying it now. So let's go here. Nigger. Now or nigger. Now, adjective. Uh says, all right, let's and this is from Oxford. Oxford. All right. Uh this word is one of the most controversial in, in English and is liable to be considered offensive or taboo in almost all contexts, even when used as a self-description. One or a a noun, a sense senses referring to people. One, a dark-skinned person of sub-Saharan African origin or descent. A, used by people who are not black as relatively neutral or occasionally positive, term with no specific hostile intent. B, used by people who are not black as a hostile term of abuse or contempt. C, used by black people, especially African Americans, as a neutral or favorable term. D, used by black people, especially African-Americans, as a, uh, oh, Jesus, that dog, depreciatory term. 2A, a person who does menial labor, any person considered to be of a low social status, derogatory. And it says, in earliest, white nigger, noun. Any per B, any person whose behavior is regarded as reprehensible, derogatory. 3A, a dark-skinned person of any origin in early U.S. used usually with references to American Indians, usually offensive. D, Australians, offensive, an aboriginal person. C, New Zealand, offensive, a Maori. 4 uh, now, chiefly in African-American usage as person, a fellow regarding of skin color. Five, in African-American usage with possessive adjectives, a close, usually black friend, a comrade, a girl, boyfriend, girlfriend, a spouse. Six, especially U.S., a person who is socially, politically, or economically disadvantaged or exploited a victim of prejudice likened to that endured by African-Americans. So technically, by this definition, if you are white and you are socially, politically, economically disadvantaged or exploited, you are a nigga. Uh, seven, U.S., any person who behaves in a manner associated with African-Americans, a person who identifies with African-Americans, culture, or opposed to middle-class whites. So technically, if you are a white person and you love all those sociotypical, uh, social, I mean, stereotypical things of black people, you are a nigga. Uh, two, other sense, British regional. B, blackish larva of a blackbird. 
now rare. C, a black or blackish sea cucumber. <laughs> I'm not even going to pronounce that word. Common off rock shores, yada, yada, yada. Nine, U.S., a stream-driven, a steam-driven uh, capstan used in a rowboat. A nigga engine. <laughs> See, isn't education fun? B, oh, I don't understand why my nose is itching. A device used to hold or turn logs in a sawmill. 10, a U.S., a default, a defect, obsolete, or rare. So technically, my iPhone is a nigga phone because that bitch is obsolete. 11, a dark brown color. Compound 3, now rare, offensive. Film, a television, a, a screen, or mask used to deflect or conceal unwanted light to cast shadows. 13, Australian. You know, and the list goes on and, well... Yeah, I think the list goes on and on. So, again, here's why I don't care about the word nigga. Because I'm actually educated on the goddamn word of nigga. Who the fuck cares? And I know my, my language is going to be harsh. But who really cares? Because only niggas care about, like, dumb shit and white people. So then we're going to go back to this. Black rednecks and white liberals. Because what we have here is we have white liberals who, who are really offended by the word nigger. And then what they try to do is because what white liberals try to do is they try to mask their racist intent and their racist history, i.e. like pulling down the statues of the Confederacy. They try to say, oh, well, we don't want to glorify the Confederacy. No, we're not glorifying it. We are leaving it up so that way you know who these people are. You know the history. You know what they stand for. So no, why would we get rid of the Confederate flag? Why would we get rid of Confederate statues? Leave them up. Leave them up. But what the liberals want you to think is this is harmful to people. Leaving up these confederacies, leaving up the Confederate flag, the Confederate statue is harmful to black people. No, what the fuck it's not. Every time, you know what? Every time I go see my mom, when I travel to her down in down in the South, we pass this this spot in Virginia. And it's called the I forgot the name of it, but it's pretty much called a Confederate Museum. And they have a big ass Confederate flag waving, like it's the American flag. And I chuckle my little high yellow ass off i chuckle every time i see it i was like <laughs> well we know who's a sore loser you know and and the interesting thing is they want you to sit here and think that freedom of speech is dangerous that's what they want you to think freedom of speech is dangerous no it's not freedom of speech one here's why i like it here's why i love and i don't care that someone says the word nigga now I will have a caveat there because I did get into an altercation some years back and it was like it was before I read this book, but I did get mad at someone who unbeknownst to himself, he did not know, he was not aware that I was of the African persuasion, the African-American youth. So this um, jolly old white lad kept saying the word nigga, but he was mocking Cat Williams, which was playing at the time, but he was mocking him, but also taking liberties with the word. He would say, Nick, nigga, nigga. It was like he would pronounce each letter. And so afterwards, 
it's like my friends would look at me because he did not know me. And they were like, so finally I said to him, that's going to be the last nigga up out of you. And then he goes, well, uh, well, who the fuck are you? And I was like, well, uh, you know, my, my sister's got, got black husbands, got half black kids. And I said, oh, okay, but that's going to be the last nigga up out of you. Because my mind, and this is when my wife and I were dating. If you are going to say it in front of me, now I don't look white. So if you're going to say it in front of me, if you take your ass into that house and say that shit in front of my wife and my wife gets offended, oh, I got to whoop your ass. I got to whoop your ass. I got to. Because there ain't no way that you, my wife is going to feel offended or feel threatened by it. Now, does my wife care? No, my wife doesn't care because she knows that they're not talking about her because my wife was of the same mindset. However, I was not aware of that at that time. So, do I care that white people say the word nigga? No, actually, no, I don't. It doesn't bother me one bit. And the reason why is because, one, black folks, mainly niggas, say it all the fucking time. And black folks try to sit here, and black folks and niggas. Now, I'm going to sit here and say, I'm going to, and this episode is going to run along today. Because this is a very good teachable moment. And I understood I took too long on the whoopee thing. There's a difference between blacks and niggas. Black folks are just people who just happen to be of African-American heritage or African heritage or of African descent who just happen to be of different shades, you know, like myself, ranging all the way to Michael Jobway and, and Wesley Snipes. But these people just happen to be black, just living their lives. These are black folks. Black folks just live their lives. They don't really care. They got jobs. They got families. They, they're not really about the shit. They, they really just leave me alone, respect me as a human being, and I'll respect you. That's black folks. Niggas want to be seen. Niggas want to be heard. Niggas want to be talked about. See, the Boondocks had the perfect episode when they had um, Dr. Martin Luther King. You know what? And I'm going to see if I'm going to I'm going to see if I can play that real quick. Boondocks. <laughs> Boondocks. Okay. Now, I'm going to... Now, unfortunately, I apologize to Instagram. You won't be able to see it, but I'm going to play this. Sorry about that. This is the most appropriate ad ever. And it's black folks. It's niggas in the crowds fighting, dancing in the church. Yup. Trifling, shiftless, good for nothing niggas.
wait, wait. You know what? Shout out. Shout out to the Boondocks. See, the Boondocks actually hit it on the head. Doctor, in the episode was Dr. King came back. He was awakened. He was awakened from a coma. He didn't die. He was in a coma. And he's at, he's trying to do a fundraiser. He's trying to raise money, you know, all this other stuff. He's trying to get back to what Dr. King does. And what does he have in this church? You have niggas, not black folks. You got niggas in there dancing, fighting, just carrying on. And he says, but a bunch of trifling, shiftless, good for nothing niggas. Now, I'm pretty sure this episode is going to get flagged. I don't give a shit. But here's why. Here's why I say this is important. There is a difference between black folks and niggas. But the, uh, the unfortunate thing about the black community is that we try to pull in. Oops. We try to pull in our niggas. We try to identify with the nigga. But then we complain about the nigga. And then we enrich the nigga. See, the issue is that we listen to niggas, i.e. rap music, i.e. all the, the Snoop Dogs, the, all these other little young little babies and all types of other shit. We listen to music that denigrates our women, talks about killing each other for dumb shit. That is nigga, that is nigga programming. You know, and, and this is why I love the Boondocks. There are two pieces of black content that I love. The Boondocks and Power. The reason why I love the boondocks and power is because even though, do I agree with everything that Aaron Magruder creates? No, I don't. Do I agree with everything that's on the boondocks? No, but I take it for entertainment value. But the reason why I love the boondocks is because it gives you these comedic, also cartoonish depictions of, real of reality amongst about the black sphere of America. Now, power, you uh, the original power, power book one. So Power Book 1, you have ghosts. James St. Patrick, he's trying to get out of the drug game. And then he's as he's trying to pull people up out of the drug game, he's like Dre and all this other stuff. And even his son, he's trying to get them away from this nigga lifestyle, this nigga mentality. That's why he dresses in suits. He's above reproach. He carries himself in a certain way. And he gets highly irritated when people try to drag him back down to that nigga level because he's above it. That's the way I was raised. That's the way that, that I was brought up. You don't want to be a nigga. A nigga is not a good thing. A nigga is not something to be celebrated. However, we're going to get upset all because someone who just happens to be white says the word on TV, getting you into a nigga state of mind. The Boondocks even has episodes called A Nigga Moment that takes the mind of a, rap, a perfectly rational black male and puts him into a state of niggardry. So it's being black is not the same as being a nigga. It just happens that niggas are black in color, but not of culture. Being black is just you are a person. You don't your blackness is it means very uh, respect. Most black people is like respect me first. Respect me as a person first. Respect me as a man first. Respect my family. Respect me as a woman. Respect you know respect. It is about respect. And now niggas care about respect, but niggas want to care about the wrong kind of respect. Yeah, this nigga got cars. He got money. Oh yeah, rock my chain, nigga. Give me your chain. Give me this. Give me yeah. Look at my Jordans, nigga. Yeah, get look at these Jordans, nigga. Yeah. It's like what the fuck is going on here? 
Niggas only care about materialistic things, and then they base their status based on how many bitches they fuck and how many shoes or material items that can be taken away from them. And the reason why I say bitches instead of women is because most women of a sound mind of rationality will not fuck with a nigga. They won't. They will avoid these niggas like the plague or they have done. They have messed up in their youth, slept with a nigga, got burned by a nigga, got played by a nigga. And then they like, oh, <laughs> there's more actual good men out here. But then you have women out here actually talking about, you know, uh, well, these niggas out here ain't shit. And then the people have to say the niggas you fuck with ain't shit because you keep fucking with niggas. And it, it blows my mind when I sit here and I see women talking about Try to mix all men into this nigga phase or this nigga category. Black people are equally, if not more liable for the nigga title than white people. At least, at least when white people did it during times of racism, it was because they were ignorant and because they had their own inferiority complex, which is why I love, uh, uh, like notable black figures because they defy the odds. You would not call Madam C.J. Walker a nigga. You would not call Frederick Douglass a nigga. You would not call uh, George Washington Carver a nigga. You would not call Booker T. Washington a nigga. But yet, what do you call these modern day rappers? Niggas. What do they call themselves? Niggas. What do they call each other? Niggas. Who do they talk about killing the street? Niggas. So do I care that Joe Rogan said the N-word? I don't give a fuck if he said it. I don't care. It doesn't bother me because one, that's him. What the fuck does Joe Rogan saying have anything to do with me? Nothing. If he's quoting, and, and Richard Pryor even said, he said, I stopped saying nigga when I went over to Africa because I did not see any niggas. But yet, when you come, but here's where I'll defer from Richard Pryor. When you come to America, guess what you see? Niggas. Africans will call your black ass a nigga in a heartbeat because they look at themselves above you. That's not to throw shade at Africans, but I'm just saying that is the reality of it. So why do we get in our feelings when, when some celebrity, some public person wants to sit here or they dig up dirt and said, oh, you know what? They said the N-word. I don't care because I can go outside of my house and I can hear a 13-year-old child call another 13-year-old child a nigga. I don't care about what Joe Rogan had to say. I don't care that Joe Rogan may have said nigga a couple years ago or that someone made a montage of Joe Rogan saying nigga for four minutes. I don't care. It doesn't bother me because we got little kids out here killing each other, trying to be little niggas in training. That's what bothers me. That's what bothers me anytime when I got to turn on the news and I hear of a little black child getting gunned down Tyshawn Lee because his father was in niggardry. But we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to have those conversations. We just want to care about, oh, did he say that what he think he said? Did Joe Rogan say nigga? I don't give a shit. Don't give a shit at all. And yes, I'm cussing my ass off this episode because you niggas got to hear this shit. If you are a nigga, hey, that's you. There's only, niggas don't live long. They don't. 
there's only there's only there's only three people in this world. No, in the black community, you got black folks, reform niggas and niggas. That's it. That is it. Niggas are the scum of the earth. They are the bottom of the bottom. Niggas are the ones that are out here creating all this havoc in our communities, which is what is attracting police. So why are we being kind to niggas? Why do we care that someone actually talks about niggas? Why do we get upset and don't want to have the conversation about the niggardry that goes on in our communities? It's it, it blows my mind. And yes, this episode is long and I apologize. Sorry, not sorry. But this this is something that had to be said. And I'm so glad it happened during Black History Month, one of the most godforsaken months of the of the year. Because why, how dare you relegate black history to the shortest month of the year? And the, but the, the, the idiocy is black people celebrate it. They get behind it. It gets pandered to them by fucking white liberals. Oh yes, here you go. Black history month, BET, Soul Train Awards. Uh, it's like all of a sudden, now you got ads with, with black women and RuPaul. It's crazy. It is crazy to think that this, why, like, don't be offended when you hear the word nigga. Don't be afraid. You know, if, if anything, show them that you're not a nigga. That is what my grandparents taught me. If someone calls you a nigga, show them how much of a nigga they really are. Be above reproach. You know, my, my grandfather... And I come from a blue collar military law enforcement family. You know, I don't come from a rich family at all. I come from well-to-do self-made people, but you know, and I was actually called a nigga by white folks in the military. Yes. In the military. Yes. You got racist in the military. Yes, you do. But a lot of those people who tend to be racist are the most uneducated socially, historically. I remember I had a drill instructor call me a nigga to my face and I called him a nigga back. Because I said, nigga, if you ever think that you think that you can call me a nigga and get away with it, oh, we got another thing coming. Because fuck this boot camp, fuck you, fuck everything. Because if you think that you're above me because you just happen to be white or whatever the fuck you think you are, whatever the fuck you think you do, we can have that. And I remember he tried to call the guide over here and have him fix me. And God had, and the guy at the time in boot camp actually called me a nigga too. And I told him, I will whoop your monkey ass if you ever try to put your hands on me. And then, of course, the drill instructor tried to say, oh, you said I, because Marines, you can't talk in first person. But you know what he tried to do? He tried to grab my ears if I'm a child and try to ram my head into a wall. So what did I do? I grabbed the back of his neck and I tried. I said, look, bitch, if we're, if I'm going into this fucking wall, you're going with me. Fuck you. And I, and I told him. And this was in private because there's he told God to go away because he tried to whoop my ass in private. And I told him, look, either you leave me the fuck alone or we can have a nice, jolly conversation to command about how you're calling a half-black Marine a nigga or a half-black recruit a nigga. Let's have at it. Let's just say, oh, he tried to get his that night. He tried. And then after that, he left me alone. And even then, in the military, I had another white dude. Of re- this is just regular Marine Corps. Dude in the fleet tried to call me a nigga to my face. And I said, nigga, you don't know the first thing about me. 
And yes, I whenever someone calls me a nigga, I call them a nigga back. Nigga, you don't know the first thing about me. Because you don't know where the fuck I'm from. You don't know what the fuck I've been through. You don't know what the fucking things I've accomplished. Because trust me, you will be the real, the last nigga standing. Because I'm not somebody's nigga. I'm not your nigga. I'm, I don't belong to anybody. So again, let's have this real conversation about the word nigga. Because people want to get offended, but people don't know what the word means. People don't know. People just want to say, oh. They try to say it's from slavery. Okay, whatever. So what? You had black people owning black people during slavery. Really? Black rednecks, white liberals talked about how you had a free group of black people in the North who were actually repulsed by the former slaves who tried to come North. So, and brought their nigga ways. And their nigga ways was learned by the poor whites. So your nigga ways, your what you think is really black is really just nothing but poor white trash. So again, can we stop? Can we can we like disassociate ourselves from niggas? Like, and someone said, "Well, do do you still use the word nigga?" Yes, I do. I still use the word nigga because nigga is a very fitting word for a lot of these niggas out here. A lot of these niggas are very ignorant, very misguided, ill-educated. Unfortunately, Unfortunately for them, a lot of them don't have a lot of daddies, a lot of grandfathers, and a lot of uncles running around. They just got a lot of beta simp niggas running around. That's fucking their mamas, fucking their sisters, fucking their aunties. And making more black babies, unfortunately, who are being groomed and trained to be little niggas. So this will be the realest conversation that I'm probably going to have on this show. But we're running out of time. We're running too long. And yes, I ran overtime today because I just had to get this thing out here because it's midterms. Midterms is coming up. You're going to see a lot of race stuff popping up. You are. You just are. And of course, it's going to be race stuff on, on associated with the right or they're going to try to associate it on the right. I'm going to say ignore the noise. Look at the facts. Look at what. The, look at their policies because... If you really want food back on your shelves, if you really want gas back in your tanks at a cheaper price, if you actually want to be paying less, paying uh, less taxes and all this other stuff, really pay attention to who you're electing. And that's not to say government is bad. Government is not bad. I look at government like a gun. It's not the gun that's bad. It's the people wielding it. So I still love the America. I still love this country. I still love uh, the the American Constitution. I, I love the American government. However, the people in it are crooks. But you keep allowing them. You keep voting for them. So until then, you know, we, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. I am once again asking for your financial support. Thank you, Bernie. We are asking for your financial support. So if you guys can please... Help out our friends. Go over to uh, FTI. Go over to their website. Book a class today. Call and contact the Credit Savage to get your credit repaired, and contact New Skin to get some uh, get some you know get some sexy on your face. But you know we also have PayPal. So if you guys want to donate, however much is in your heart, please go to our PayPal. As long as it's not your lonely bottom crusty dollar. But if you are left down to your lonely bottom crusty dollar, please, 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 please just give us five stars, a like, and please share the content. Share it wherever you can. 
Get this message out there. Get the show out there because as you help us grow, we're going to improve the show. And I can guarantee you that because we've been doing it consistently over the last three years. But and if you guys want to help out the show, uh, you guys can also go to our Teespring store. Get yourself a nice little Edmo show mug. We also got leggings that says bigger, better deal. But please, if you ain't got no bigger, better deal back there, please don't be wearing our leggings. So but until then, you know, it's been a good talk. I apologize for this episode getting long. But we will see you guys uh, next time. And I'll miss you guys. I'll see you on Friday for a Bible episode. And we is gone. Peace out.